Sholem Aleichem, welcome to The Schmooze, the Yiddish Book Center's podcast. I'm Lisa Newman, and today I'm visiting with writer and award-winning journalist, Javier Sinai. Javier is author of four books and winner of the 2015 Primo Gabo, one of the most prestigious journalism prizes in Latin America. He published in numerous magazines, has taught workshops and seminars on creative nonfiction in Spain, and in various places around Latin America. Welcome. Uh, hello, Lisa. Thank you for having me here. Oh, well, thank you for, join for joining me all the way from, I think it's my first Argentina interview. <laughs> what the honor, thank you. <laughs> I'm really eager to speak with you. Um, you're a very busy man, um, but I'd love to talk to you about your forthcoming book, The Crimes of Moisesville, which will be published by Restless Books in English yeah. next year. And, um, you know, I mentioned that's a forthcoming book, but before we get to talk about that, I'm hoping you'll talk about your latest book, which I understand is due out in May and is a translation of the pioneer Argentinian Yiddish journalist, Pina Katz. Um, mm -hmm. And it's a book about the really early days of Yiddish journalism in Argentina. And I was wondering if you can sort of tell me a bit about the book, which in English is the box of letters, but I should tell our listeners that the book will be out in Spanish unless I can urge you to do a translation. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we hope to, to have a grant or some help to put it into English. We, we are uh, willing for that. So, so Tell me a little bit about how you found the book and okay. uh, a bit about it. So I hide here. This is a book um, published in Buenos Aires in 1929. The title is Sudar von der Yiddisher Journalistik in Argentina. So it is something like about the history of the Jewish journalism in Argentine, in Argentina. And it was published, as I said, in 1929 in Buenos Aires. And it looks back to the period of 1898 to 1940 here in Argentina. Uh, in those 16 years, there were like 40 uh, newspapers who appeared and disappeared. So it was as David Masower uh, said very well to me in, in, a, in an email, it was like the Wild West for the Jewish pioneers of, of the uh, printed world. Um, so the book is, is quite interesting and is, um, is, is, it shows with a, a really human point of view uh, the character of all these pioneers. So I work with this book in, a, in, in an investigation I have done pre previously, like 10 years ago, and I wanted to translate it full. For the investigation, I have translated only half. And, and then I said to a friend of mine who, who runs a, a publishing house, why don't we translate it full? So I am very happy because we have done it. And here it is, it's La Caja de Letras, which is uh, the box of letters. Uh, and subtitle is 
finding and recuperation of Sudargeschichte from the Yiddish journalistic in, Ar in Argentina. Uh, it's a translation of Pinecat's book and it has a lot of context. I have written and I have put 278 uh, notes um, to, to, to the text and a big prologue. So it's for, it's like, uh, it's like putting a, a bridge to the past and also hoping this bridge goes to the future. It's quite an undertaking. And I think it would be great if you could talk a little bit about Katz because he had yeah. an outsized role, I think, as a journalist. And maybe also, um, you know, his work as the editor of the paper and a bit about that Yiddish community. Okay, Pinya Katz was a really imp important, uh, a really big figure in the Yiddish community of, of the first half of the 20th century here in Argentina. Uh, we had a lot of journalistic and literary work here in Yiddish, uh, and he was a translator into Yiddish of um, very important literary works in Spanish, like Don Quixote, for example. He translated in two volumes, which are uh, really famous because his, his translation is really fine. Um, and he also was one of the creators of a, a, a very big newspaper called Die Presse in Yiddish, which started in 1918 and ended in 1973. So it was a, a massive commercial modern newspaper. And Pinikatz was the director of, of the newspaper for uh, I think three, th 30, 30 years old, something like that. He died in 1959 and also he was a communist um, and he, he was one of the creators of the, of the local leg of the ICUF, which is a, a federation of cultural Jewish organizations which started in Paris and it's in, in many places. So Pinikatz is a, a really big figure, but all his work is in Yiddish. He's got a nine volume, Gekliven um, Schriften, like a whole work with nine volumes, nine books, uh, but everything is in Yiddish. So as Yiddish, uh, went down with the with the fall of speakers and readers. It's very sad that Pinikatz is a little forgotten now. So I I think I had the I, I felt like I had the moral responsibility of helping putting my my little help to to bring Pinikatz back and also the generation of the pioneers of the 1890s. Right, so he he was born in Russia, I understand, and emigrated yeah. to Argentina. 
1889. And then in a bit, I'm going to speak with you about Moisesville murders, which is another of your books. I'm wondering if you can tell me a little bit about your connection to the Yiddish community and also what that beginning um, community of Yiddish speakers was who, you know, there were so many people who emigrated there and there's a rich history of Yiddish culture. Yeah. Um, I, I, I am a member of a family of Yiddish uh, literaten and journalists, more journalists than literaten, um, because my great grandfather was, who is, uh, he's, he's here in one of these chapters, he was the first who, who made a Yiddish newspaper here in Argentina in the year 1898. It was a rudimentary primitive uh, newspaper, but it was the first one. So it is in the history books. Um, then one of his sons who was uh, a brother of my grandfather, he was a journalist of the, of the ICUF, which I said it was uh, and a, a confederation of cultural Jewish associations uh, with a communist um, point of view. And then the, um, the brother of my father's, so in, in, in each generation, we've got one journalist. So the brother of my father, my uncle, he is also, not today, but he was a, a journalist, a press journalist, a gra graphic press. He wrote, he wrote a lot, um, not in the Jewish press, but in the big national media. And then there's me. And I didn't know about all this uh, dynasty, I would say, of journalists. I only knew about my, my uncle, but um, when I discovered about my great-grandfather, it was something very important for me because I had a vocation for journalism since I was a, a teenager and I never felt it was something uh, compulsory. So it was something I choose. Uh, something I like, something I love. And when I learned about my family background, I could underst understand better where, where this love came from. And I'm curious, as you say, you're a journalist and a writer. Um, and I, I wonder what about Katz's work drew you to him? I mean, it's very important that he chronicled this time in Argentina because it was a, a consequential time. Um, and how did you find your way to Katz? And um, again, how do you identify with him as a journalist? Well, I really enjoyed reading him, reading this book. Um, this book I have translated but I didn't knew him, I didn't knew his work. So there is uh, another book I have written and which is 
the crimes of Moises Bill, which will be published in, as, as you said, uh, in the US next February 2022. And that's a nonfiction about the origins of the Jewish community here in Argentina. Um, Moisesville was an agricultural settlement in the Pampas, in the fields, like 600 kilometers from Buenos Aires, which is the capital city. And there were some crimes uh, committed by gauchos who were uh, nomads, workers of the land. Um, and my great-grandfather, the one who was a, a journalist, was living there. And after some time, he came to Buenos Aires and he started his newspaper. And I wanted to see if there was any, any information about the crimes in this newspaper, but I couldn't check it out because the newspaper was in, in a building of the AMIA. AMIA is a, um, there are four letters for an institution, which is Asociación Mutual Israelita Argentina. It's like an association of, a social association of the Jewish of Argentina. And in 1994, there was a, an attack with a bomb. So the building uh, fell down. It was terrible with a lot of people dead. And the library was um, a mess. Although they could uh, save some papers after a lot of work, their vehicle, which was the newspaper, I don't know if if, it's, if it still exists or not, because some people say it, it is um, in some in some archive, but I couldn't see it. So I have to to read people who have written about their reader call, and one of these people was Pinya Katz, with this book published in 1929. But to my surprise, the book was much more than an uh, a journalist information for me. It was uh, it was something about the the journalist journalism life or the journalism work or the journalism vocation or even the journalism uh, rivalry between the the journalists of this time between the the pioneers. So I was uh, uh, very, very, it was very catchy for me. And that's because, and, and that was because, no, sorry. And that was the reason because I wanted to, to bring it to Spanish. It's so, it's interesting, um, Javier, that you, you connected the two stories because one of my questions for you, as we moved into a conversation about Moisesville, Yeah. was um, how hard it was for you to reconstruct the story and what was the state of archives in Argentina or what were some of your main sources. So you found your way to this story also in finding your way to cats. Yeah, yeah. the state of, of the archives was very bad. Uh, so I, my, my, my bigger informant to say, 
to put it in a way, which were some books, some history books about the history of the Argentina Jewish community. So these books were in the Evo. You, you've got the Evo Institute in New York, mm -hmm. which is a, a, an institute about uh, Jewish culture. And there is another here in Buenos Aires, which is a full, full of uh, history books or books, antique books uh, about Jewish Argentinian life. So a lot of, of investigation for me was, had taken place in, in that uh, archive of the Evo. And then I have, I, I, I tried to talk to the, to the elders, to the people who was like 80 on, or 90 years old. Uh, there was not much of that people. Um, so, Pinecats was one of, of my bigger informants, of my bigger, uh, yeah, um, the people I, I could trust. Although I have not talk, talked to him, but read him. It's, it's very fascinating the way these two works weave themselves together. Um, mm. Yeah, it, it's so interesting to me. And were there, surprises along the way? Was there one thing that really caught your attention or stories that you may want to explore going forward that were resulted in, in your discovery? Yeah, you know, there is a, my grand, my great grandfather started his newspaper in March, 1898, but in August, 1898, there were two newspapers uh, more, two other newspapers. And one of these was made by Abraham Bermont, who was um, a very ambiguous, ambiguous, you say? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, ambiguous uh, journalist. He was like a... Um, yellow... He, he had... He that, he did something like yellow journalism mm -hmm. uh, for the Jewish community. And some people said he was a, a member of the Jewish mafia. So this is a very interesting character of, of that time. Although Pinecats said he was not like a mafia man. Uh, and maybe he was like a little rover says Pinecats. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a pioneer who is completely forgotten here in Argentina. No one knows his name. No one knows his, the name of his newspaper, but his newspaper started in 1898 and continued to 1940. So it was really important at that time. And what I find interesting too is that that newspaper and, and all these newspapers had Jewish news, but also uh, something about Argentinian life at, at that moment. So, so the tale they, they, they put with their news, it's about 
national life also. It's about community, but also about national life. Uh, and I, I think I would like to keep on investigating about Abraham Vermont. And it was really a, a surprise for me that David Masower from the Yiddish Book Center sent me a photograph of Abraham Vermont taken in London in um, some point of the 1890s before Vermont came to Buenos Aires. So that's for me, it's like a treasure. <laughs> it's, so, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very interesting when you, when you put something in, in, in the society talking, in the society conversation, and then you start receiving feedback or a photograph, for example. It's the wonderful thing about the community, as you say, and I know a lot of it plays out on Facebook and these connections are made. I mean, uh, David Mazower was the introduction for me. He, he, he saw your yeah. work and said, you should really interview. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and I will say for our listeners that it took you and me a little negotiating because I had to admit, I didn't speak Spanish, nor did I speak Yiddish. So thankfully you speak English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's for me a pity that we we don't have the book in English yet, and I hope someday we can we can put it into English. But you know this this book, the book in Yiddish, it's scanned in the Yiddish Book Center, the book of Pinikats. Uh, so it's really useful for uh, for people all over the world, and if someone speaks Yiddish can check it at your website. And if I have my way, I'll convince it to be um, translated into English so I can read it because it sounds fascinating. And Thank it's, you. And it's also intriguing to hear you speak about your work because it, you really are the journalist covering the journalists. Do you see yeah. that role? Yeah. Well, I think that journalists, we, we journalists, love to speak about journalism so so this it's incredible that this book the book la caja de letras which which is the book in spanish today is having some very good coverage in the national media and it's a surprise for me because it's like something a little eccentric because talking about Pina Katz or Abraham Vermont in national media is crazy. But I think that is because journalists love, about, love to talk about journalism. And when I, when I discovered that my great grandfather was a journalist and was in between all these uh, adventures of pioneers, for me, it was like a gold mine to, to go and investigate and, and see what had happened and in, in which way um, all that is also in, in my identity. Because I didn't went to a Jewish school and I haven't done a bar mitzvah. But when I started with, with all this investigation for the two books, which took me a lot of years, 
I found what kind of Jew I was. I never felt I wasn't a Jew. I mean, I always felt I was a Jew, but today I know what kind of Jew I am. It's, um, that's very well put. And I also think you, you are a journalist in telling a good story, a good story that people want to read. And it's such a window into an aspect of Jewish culture. Um, so thank you for the work that you're doing um, and for all the work I know is forthcoming from you. <laughs> I think you've got a lot of great thank stories you. left in you, yes. Thank you so much. Uh, um, and, and quickly, let's for our listeners, um, the first, um, again, I'll say the name in English and you can give the Spanish title, but it's available in May. And um, where can people find a box of letters? And in Spanish, the title is? Okay, the title in Spanish is La Caja de Letras. Caja is box and letras is letters. So we have it in paperback edition in Mercado Libre, which is like uh, Amazon for Latin America, but we are working in the um, ebook and we will put it in Amazon uh, first in Spanish and I hope in a few months in English. Wonderful. And um, Moisesville, uh, that is going to be published by Restless Books, um, and that will be in February 2022. That's right. Um, yeah. Okay. And you will stay in touch as you do more work and um, also hope that we can see Box of Letters in, in English, but great that you have translated it into Spanish. It's a first step and second step will be in English. Well, keep, keep, keep it all up. Um, and again, thank you so much for joining me today. And um, I am glad that our bibliographer, David Mazauer, made the introduction because these are books people want to know about and your work is wonderful. So thanks again. Thank you a lot for this interview and thank you for your work in the Yiddish Book Center, which is really important for people all over the world. And someday you'll come here in person and visit us and, and you'll be able to access everything. All right. Stay, stay well, stay happy and do stay in touch. Okay. Thank you very much. You've been listening to The Schmooze, a production of the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. To learn more about this podcast and to subscribe, visit our website, yiddishbookcenter.org. This episode was produced by me, Richie Barchet. Until next time, be well and be healthy.